Yo, what's up? This is V, aka Vernon English, once again. What up? What up? What's up? What's happening? Welcome. If you're getting comfortable, relax. If you hear papers crinkling in the background, that's just me doing some cool ass shit. <laughs> what's up, everyone? This is V, aka Vernon English. Welcome to the Hearing Colors to Hill Kill Sounds. Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. Say that five times fast. And basically, this is what a very, you know, monumental day. I'm very excited. Won't go into it, but, you know, it's just family things that are not so little that are really, really big. And it's the little things, as they say, which aren't so little, that are important and, you know, to take the time. And to, you know, actually focus on, you know, these things that have made you who you are and subsequently will establish who you are later on in life. And so, yeah, yeah, that's that's basically, no, this is not a tree hugger podcast. This is West Coast all day. (laughs) Shouts out to anybody on the West Coast. Shouts out to anybody on this, I guess I want to say in California. Shouts out to anybody in Los Angeles. And who does podcasts, if you're looking for a guest and or someone to speak, uh, you're literally looking at him and listening to him. So uh, generally reach out to me. I'm on multi-platforms, Twitter, Insta, Discord, anything you can think of. I'm probably on that. I'm even on Behance. I totally forget that I like, you know, when you go to a, a website or an app and then you like, upload all your information and then forget that you totally have a profile on there and you go back and you're like damn <laughs> that's basically the instance so generally be looking for that and uh yeah like i said this is a writer's room so anybody in the ether in whatever you're in or whatever you're doing just take a note you know a mental note from this guy with a permanent tan of the creative process and how it looks and how it differentiates ideally you want to think of it as a conversation that never ends and with the dialogue even after you know you stop speaking your mind is still going and so this is where i come in it's the cool part the in-between parts of becoming a writer and the inspiring parts and the parts that people look down upon for being a creative and thinking differently are where you will find me. And this is where you pick up the sticks and pick up your chin and pick up your ego and continue on and continue furthering the art craft, but definitely going in uncharted territories and making your own writing pieces. It's generally like, you know, where I began. I'm not, you know, so contrived into thinking that everyone likes the things that I bring. I understand that. But the more and more I do my art, I, I saw this, you know, in a physical form, the more intricate it becomes. And, you know, the things that I set into motion uh, long ago when I first, 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 started back in like 2017 i want to say like wow it was really really an important time period 
you know, just to establish yourself as something that you've never done before is important, important in your journey and process in becoming who you are, if you're not that already. And for me, as the young man, I have been talking about this for the past like two, three weeks on the podcast, is that I was very happy that people took the time to let me be who I was. <laughs> Regardless of what it was in my surroundings, they always knew that it was a kind word or something that I could see through empathy that, you know, my words or their words didn't fall on deaf ears. In the general sense, if someone was older than me and that was more often than not, you know, people would generally be like, hey, hey, man, I got this story to tell you. Let me tell you this story. Let me tell you this story. And then people would be like, you know, giving me information about how they experienced life, how, you know, impactful it was and how funny these things were and how things changed. And, you know, generally... As a kid, like when I was growing up and even as an adult, I understood how important these stories were, regardless of if they, you know, were relevant to my life or not. It's just this thing of, you know, having an extra ear to someone and to let someone know that they are not alone in this grand scheme of things where proverbially, you know, every moment reminds a person that they uh, are in this journey. They started the journey alone and they ended that way. But that's just not necessarily the case. They are always surrounded. And, you know, you can get into spiritualisms, you can get into a whole bunch of other different things. But I just comment and say, like, I love, you know, speaking with my elders and my family at the time when I was young because they would always talk about something. <laughs> it was never not a point of a, a conversation or never not a interesting thing that was going on in the world that needed to be brought to both of our attentions whether it was the new wrench that was you know the new technology and tools that we could utilize to fix a car and unhinge something or if even, even if it was you know in traffic and you know dealing with the day-to-days and dealing with uh, things uh, or concepts and I was you know new to the thing of concepts and thinking of myself as separate from this society but now that looking back in retrospect and how part of it that I was uh, I'm very humbled and very glad that these people let me be who I was um, I, I, I can't even go into you know how much appreciative that I am and it really, truly created this kind-hearted uh, person that you see before me. And many different times, you know, you can talk to people and they look tough on the outside. But I always caution these people and tell them, like, what <laughs> has this person happened in their lives that caused them to be this way? And, you know, generally, you know, a harder exterior leads to a, you know, not soft, but definitely a generally sense of empathy to understand what brought them to that point and what factors and what outside factors uh, influence uh, these individuals to be that way from now and forevermore. So for me, I'm like, 
not even, you know, smart about it. I'm very just generally, I, I, I think, I can't even say genius about it. Because <laughs> you, you can't toot your own horn. But I let people discover what it is that, you know, my purpose is to them in life. And I never go out and say, oh, well, this was my meaning or this was that. Um, it kind of takes away from it. Uh, when you tell someone this, it's like, oh, I came to earth to help you just on this day, just today. You're like, just today? No, no, no. Like, literally, we're talking right now, and it's very serendipitous. And, you know, how could any moment factor in that you're here at this time, and I'm here at this time, and we're both speaking with each other, and I got the opportunity to help you. Isn't that really cool? Like, those instances, you know, you help the old lady walk across the street, it, it's those small moments in life and, and people will dismiss it and be like man i hunk it up if it's an old lady walking across the street i hunk my horn at that bitch like <laughs> it's certain things that you know people dismiss or look over and how impactful that is you know just on a subtle level it, it doesn't even impact you in any way shape or form you may never see that woman ever again in your life but just the moments and how you interact with, you know, people, it kind of adds on to this karma and dharma uh, continuously on a daily basis that people uh, perpetually know about. But I don't think they understand the power of threes or the power of doing something. And then, you know, proverbially as a pendulum, uh, that energy has to go somewhere. Um, it's kinetic. And so you're, you're adding to something. You're adding to this this thought you're adding to this snowball effect and proverbially the snowball has to go in you know a levy type of situation and gravity um, pulling it towards uh the continuation of this thing or towards uh, inevitable you know explosion of snow you can th take this analogy in many different ways but i'm just like <laughs> super appreciative that someone allowed me to take the fucking time to be an artist and to understand what you know planning my day is how to go about planning your day how to go about redesigning your day and it, it was a lot of trial and error at the beginning and I had to get over this thing as an artist of looking down on yourself because many 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 artists will do this they will beat up on themselves until they're blue in the face and then they never release their work because they think it's not good enough and for me i'm one of those gentlemen to be like no take the gloves off you know what i'm saying if you want somebody to slam your work that's fine but <laughs> still release your work <laughs> you know still continue continue to do your, your creative craft because you never know who may catch on you never know who you may inspire with your words or your pieces and for me I'm I got a chip on my shoulder and before I go into my story like it's just I, I say I have a chip on my shoulder and then I don't have a chip on my shoulder but when somebody tells me that I can't do something that's like telling Vernon to definitely do that thing. <laughs> In every sensible term, 
you can judge something before this thing happens, you know, and you can give your, your facts and definitions into why, but never, you know, diminish someone's dream, you know, as it is being accepted and, and created and say that, oh, well, that's just this, it's just that. It'll never be anything else. Like, what? I, I've never felt like that to anybody, you know, towards any creative, let alone to give my opinion in the stature that, you know, their art would be only that or they would only do this. I look to many, many, many different people and I am amazed at what they do on a daily basis. I'm amazed at their level of thinking and their comprehension. I'm amazed, amazed, amazed each and every day that they're cognitively putting sentences together and moving their lips, walking. You know what I'm saying? Like these concepts that you get bored at when you're a kindergartner, I'm amazed and re-amazed each day that, you know, society is becoming a, a, a cool thing again versus just something that it was only catered to someone else and never to the all. Uh, when everything is involved, I, I find it more fun. <laughs> People already know everything about everything about everything. And so adding this this element of surprise of you know congruity and having people juxtaposed next to one another and creating something I, i'm really you know just thankful for that so where it is and, and the reasoning why i brought up this in the story and why i was thankful for the people to allow me to be an artist and you know develop what it was that i wanted to say was because it, in my story I generally have this concept of, you know, a young man uh, mirroring uh, a younger version of myself, probably like 10 years old or 12, and him meeting these, you know, mythical-like figures. And I called them green kings, or green, G-R-E-E-N, kings. And there's no supposition or, you know, explanation or exposition that I explained to them why I named them as such. It was just to basically personify this being or this entity and a younger version of himself and an older version of himself, but never alluding or never revealing to, you know, the reader that it's a, a time displaced or they are the same one and one in the same person. And so basically, you know, the young man goes through being a little litigator, the youngest lawyer in the Celestial and to determine, you know, the, the worthiness of basically, you know, if the council that he met with, and trust me, I'll go into all the details, but this council that he meets with the Green Kings and to determine whether this council should intervene on the surface world for all of what has been going on, considering they're underneath the surface in like the center of their planet. And to me, you know, this conversation, it mirrors many different things. And if you can think of nature versus nurture and interjecting that, you know, from your own perspective, you gain a general sense of something new. You know, what would you do in this said situation? Oh, what would a child do in this said situation? Asking all these different questions about what people are doing. And so... I generally had this as an ideal, you know, as he goes through and, and investigates, not to, you know, damn someone or to judge them. It's kind of just an investigating and him determining what his 
counterparts or the, the capabilities and how far human these human-like beings in the story are capable of. Quintessentially nature versus nurture, right? And you have these instances as to a nature, and in nature you'll see an animal kill something, and the the animal is survival. <laughs> that it's essentially you know a prime a one survivalism. Uh, one leaves and the other survives, and it's a, a cycle or cyclical thing in an ecosystem. And to him and this boy, he's kind of like mystified at it, but accepts it. But the thing is, is that, you know, they say the same thing, the Green Kings uh, that he's traveling with, and, and I'm writing this, and I wrote a little bit of it in the fourth book, and I'm going to pick this up in the fifth book, it alludes to something more when human beings do it to one another. And it's a whole different other conversation doing the same exact thing. And the boy is like versing it to them and telling them like, well, what's the difference between the forest and then what these beings are doing? Like, I still, you know, have an issue with it, but by nature law, like, <laughs> and so the Green Kings are explaining to him, you know, the laws of and the lack thereof of laws because there are so many different things. And, and people, you know, have their their mentalities. Uh, they have their visions. They have their memories. And so he explains to him how a mind works. And then, you know, the, this karmic thing and this dharmic thing that, that goes beyond, beyond, beyond uh, before all of their existences that put things in motion. And proverbially, you can change them <laughs> or you can continue this thing. And so that, that's where I'm going to leave it for today. And I'll, I'll come back and record another. But yeah, this is just, like I say, I, I'm always writing. I'm always learning. Always, you know, soaking in information. This is like my six-month interval. So I'm really excited to jump back into some anime. Jump back into some manga. Get some reading done. Chill with my fam, bam. And uh, do some cool stuff. So this is V, a.k.a. Vernon English. Peace.